Hello, this is the Grace 2016 Now podcast series. Uh, we have today Jeremiah Thomas, who is our pastoral intern, being interviewed by me, Kelly McCormick. So, uh, hello, Jeremiah. How are you today? Doing very well, Kelly. How are you doing? Good, good, good. It uh, seems like just a few short weeks ago that uh, I was in that chair and you were in this chair and we were uh, doing the same thing. Indeed. You know, the interviewer has become the interviewee, if you will. Exactly, exactly. But I'm excited about it, excited to get to know you a little bit more and uh, let our Grace family get to know who you are and a little more about you. So uh, looking forward to it. So let's jump right in. You ready? Yes, I think. You think. Maybe. (laughs) Well, uh, you've been with us now for a while. So Mm -hmm. your your background with Grace, I know you came for a while, then you went to First Pres for a while, Mm -hmm. came back to Grace. Let us know about how you first came to know Grace and that whole process of uh, coming back to Grace. Yeah. Uh, So I came to Columbia, I don't know what year it was, but about four years ago, um, I was in between my undergraduate degree and my master's degree in seminary. And so I had a summer to kill and I didn't want to waste it. And so I signed up for a youth internship uh, here at First Pres uh, in downtown Columbia And so I was doing that youth internship while I was waiting to go to seminary in Due West, South Carolina. You might be thinking, Due West of what? Exactly. Nothing. Uh, And so (laughs) as I was here in Columbia, I I, uh, realized that there was also uh, a campus uh, of the seminary at Erskine here as well, a satellite campus. And so uh, talking to some of the professors, I was convinced that this may be a better option for me. And so stayed in Columbia, stayed at First Pres while I was going to seminary, Rebecca, my wife, my fiance at the time, she came over, uh, and so we were here, and we've been here. Uh, as I was nearing graduation from seminary, Rebecca and I um, felt that it was maybe time to move from First Pres to a different fellowship, and so we found Grace because we had some friends there. Okay. I actually started coming to the life group with y'all okay. uh, at the McCormick Life Group uh, it is no more, but the, <laughs> the the famed and perhaps infamous at the same time, McCormick Life Group. Nice. Uh, but anyway, so we were there and started kind of regularly attending with the with the intentions of, of joining maybe as, as members, but uh, the Lord had different plans and, and called us back to First Pres. I had an opportunity to work with the college students, and so I came back to First Pres to work for a year at uh, my last year of seminary, which would have been last year okay. um, as uh, the college semina- uh, college intern. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. And then mm-hmm. you're the, the coming back to Grace. Yes, and so then uh, so we were there, and uh, I really had a heart for Grace, uh, just the The few members that I really got to get to know uh, in the life group that Mm -hmm. Rebecca and I had attended, we still kind of maintained, uh, though, you know, not 100% attendance because of our responsibilities at First Pres, we were still trying to come as much as possible to the life group. So we had a very clear fellowship. Uh, I was really feeling led by the Lord to to serve grace uh, in the congregation. And uh, so I boldly went uh, to Brandon and asked for a job. And uh, it just so happened that that I think that Brandon and the session were starting to realize that they were at a point in time where they might benefit from pastoral intern. Um, and so it just worked out timing wise that I finished the college semester for the students at first pres last year. And then in May entered into uh, grace properly, uh, Rebecca and I began to attend again, the morning worship services and, uh, move our membership over and things like that. And so here we've been now for 
six, seven months. Well, it's been great to have you. Um, and so speaking of Rebecca, mm. so um, I, I love how you light up when you talk about her. Yes. And uh, so <laughs> tell me a little bit more about her, how you guys met, um, going into family. Just mm-hmm. uh, give, give me a little background on... For sure. I, I love Rebecca incredibly so. Uh, we met in high school. I was enamored by her even then. I wanted to date her. Um, and she... I think she wanted to date me, even though she was she was giving me the cool girl cold shoulder. Uh, I I was persistent though, and how, so she, how old were you at this point? We were fifteen. Okay, fifteen. And so fifteen going on sixteen. Um, I was not attending church regularly, mm-hmm. uh, and Rebecca's mother didn't like that as much. <laughs> and so uh, I you know, there, there was an invitation to go to church, and so I I, I started attending and. Uh, this would have been in, uh, in our own denomination, the mm-hmm. ARP, um, our small hometown in Tennessee, Fayetteville. And so I started attending Fayetteville ARP uh, with Rebecca. I, uh, I really, you know, I was sitting under the doctrines of grace. I mm-hmm. was, uh, our, our minister was faithful to God's word, was mm-hmm. preaching s- solidly and soundly week in and week out. And in the course of a couple months, um, there was no choice but for me to confess Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I thank Rebecca for that. Uh, the Lord, I think, used her very mightily in my life. And so, no you know, we continued to date through college. We uh, had a long-term relationship for five years. Uh, I was going to undergrad at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. She was actually going to Erskine undergrad in that place where no one knows where it is, due west. Yeah, due west. And so, and then we actually flip-flopped, and I came over to South Carolina to go to seminary at Erskine, mm-hmm. and she went to Tennessee to go to nursing school. And Five so, years is a long time. Yeah, we, uh, it, it definitely, it tested the bounds of our relationship. It, uh, it bent, but it didn't break, mm-hmm. and it, it made us realize that if we wanted to do this, that we needed to commit uh, above all other things. And so we, uh, we really made a commitment there um, that, I think proved and showed to us that that we loved one another in a a ch- it was a choice yeah. uh, we had to choose to love one another and we did and it I think that we could probably both say that that happened maybe third year of undergrad okay. yeah. yeah well you uh you kind of alluded to this um mm-hmm. so as as we started talking so um you walked with the Lord and it sounded like uh, he called you to himself when you were high school mm-hmm. age yes um give me your background uh there before and after and kind of the whole process of that walk yeah uh you know my parents we went to church when i was younger um i, I think when i think back on the faithful churches that were preaching the gospel um but i just it wasn't effective in my heart at that time uh, i can I can say that I was probably searching maybe or thinking about it or worried about it or mm-hmm. something. Uh, but I know that I know that I didn't have the assurance um, of Jesus Christ and I wouldn't be able to articulate what the gospel was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably knew how to say the Lord's prayer, yeah. um, but I didn't know what that meant and what that entailed. And, and so kind of beforehand there, there was, I think witness in my life. Uh, I think the gospel was there, but I just maybe wasn't ready or the Lord just in his timing uh, didn't deem that to be, uh, the right time. And so, you know, when we came into Fayetteville ARP, that was when, um, that became effective when I heard it for real. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. so after that, I, I started to try and own it. Uh, <laughs> as soon as I confessed Christ, I also decided that I needed to be a minister. Okay. And so I went home and Googled the nearest seminary to me, not knowing anything about reformed 
seminaries or you know professors I, I didn't even really care I just knew that I needed to go to seminary to be a pastor and so that's what I was going to do and so I told my minister the next day actually that hey I found a seminary it's actually Swanee uh, okay. an Episcopalian seminary which hey to my brothers and sisters yeah. uh, Episcopalians that's that's great but uh, it did it wasn't the right place for me yeah. and so you know my minister sat me down uh, slowed me down okay. and, and kind of helped me to walk through and so then entering into the college years uh Backslid a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably define it shortly, uh, maybe in one sentence, as lack of fellowship. Uh, I didn't plug myself into an on-campus ministry group, and the church that I was going to didn't really have a college fellowship. Mm-hmm. And so basically what I did was slide in the back door Sunday morning and slide out again right before the benediction. Okay. And so uh, I, I maintained, uh, but I, I didn't grow and, and I started to stagnate. Um, my degree ended up being religious studies. And so that was also uh, difficult because at a public university, religious studies is not Christian studies. It's actually probably an attack on Christian. So it was it was very awkward for me. I didn't have the ability to articulate well uh, the the more subtle doctrines uh, of Christianity, and I couldn't do it in a winsome manner. And so basically, I just stopped, and I consolidated my faith. I knew that Christ was real. I knew that Christ had saved me. And that's about all I knew until coming into seminary. You know? So what started to... what what started to kickstart you back to mm-hmm. pursuit of the Lord? I think, you know, as, as undergrad was ending and I realized that undergrad isn't life, mm-hmm. uh, I realized that that's just another step in the road that I needed to take. Uh, I started to realize that stagnation wasn't living and it mm-hmm. wasn't living for the Lord mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's a lot that happened in undergrad. Um, but I think that realization towards the end, probably my senior year, I had, I had, Started. I didn't do so well with my grades, but then you know, towards the end, I started to kind of reevaluate, reestablish, uh, kind of all of the re's, if you will, and uh, get back on track in the right way. And so, as I did that, I think that's when the Lord really started to kickstart again and help me in 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 that way. And so then, kind of coming out of undergrad, I had a, a reinvigoration to to learn the things of the Lord, and, and He has blessed me ever since. And uh, I think maybe as a as a warning, I kind of always remember that time hmm. and how how unhappy I was, and, and by happy I mean truly content. So, so to that end, uh, I, I know at, at First Pres and at Grace, mm-hmm. as, a, as the pastor intern, you've had uh, you've been tasked, and, and it seems in, in line with with your testimony and your and your um, your early days as a Christian with uh, dealing with middle school, high school, mm-hmm. and college students. Um, how has that shaped your vision for dealing with those mm-hmm. uh, types of individuals? Yes, um, it's shaped it greatly. Uh, you know, middle schoolers, high schoolers, and college students all share the same need, and that need is Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. just like adults. And so, as we, as I enter into conversations with them, as I prepare things, you know, for for instance, at Grace, you know. It's not just me as the youth leader. We have D-group leaders, uh, several volunteers from our church membership who pour their lives into these students. But as we go about doing this, uh, the goal is for them to realize that that Christ is real and that Christ is effective in their lives and that they can own it now. Uh, You you always own whatever you're doing, even if you refuse to think that. Um, And as you do that, 
as a Christian, uh, if you realize that what you're owning is not okay, you need to throw it out. Mm. Um, and, and if it is okay, you can continue to do it to the fullest of your ability and capability. Mm. And so for our middle schoolers, it's going to look different from our college students, but, but that reality of Christ uh, stays the same. And, and so to share the gospel and to, and to remember, maintain, and to continue to grow in him, uh, to never stagnate and to think that you know or to think that you're okay by just sliding in, if you kind of like when I was in college, you know, sliding in the back door, sliding out the back door, yeah. uh, never talking to anyone. It's just not okay. And you know, maybe if you wanted to look at that with middle schoolers, high schoolers, and college students, if you do that in middle school, what's going to happen in college is what we see a lot of times with the youth of our generation, which is um, either a backsliding to the degree of not going to church anymore until they have children, and then they say, "Ah, we better get back in," or um, falling away from the faith mm-hmm. may it never be but. well i am encouraged as a parent of of middle schooler and and almost another one right um it's uh it's it's really encouraging for to have you and also i mean again <clears throat> shout out to the d group leaders because uh, for sure they do invest in our our children of grace i agree heavily and um and uh my boys love it so mm-hmm. uh, it's been mm-hmm. a great thing um other thing that I, that uh, since you've been at Grace yeah. and, and this is uh, so all these questions Jeremiah has no idea what's coming just to kind of throw that out there he was, <laughs> yeah. he was trying to get get beforehand what the questions were and I'm not giving them to him um, coming into uh, this year an- another thing that you've kind of taken ownership of <clears throat> is Sunday morning prayer mm-hmm. um, and it's been such a blessing to see um, the cross section of our church getting together nine o'clock on Sunday morning there's a little plug for you. Um, to, to, to come together to, to pray for grace. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little about that, you know, sure. how, how you approached it, um, mm-hmm. what you, importance you think on, yeah. on that. Aside from, aside from the direct worship of Lord together as a body on Sunday mornings, uh, grace's prayer ministry, wherever it is, is the most important ministry that we do. Uh, I mean, it's biblical. Uh, it's, it's so important. Uh, to speak to the Lord and to intercede for fellow believers, to, to ask him for things in, in his name and for his glory, we, we shouldn't be surprised when he answers uh, because the Lord tells us that he will. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as we get anything done, we get it done by prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we pray before Brandon preaches. That's why we pray a pastoral prayer during our service. That's why we pray before we worship. Uh, we're called to worship and then whoever's leading that call prays for us so that we might be in the right uh, in the right way seeking the Lord and, mm-hmm. and so that you know as prayer kind of envelops our worship service so too it should envelop our lives mm-hmm. and so as you know we pray on Sunday mornings like you said it's a, that cross section uh, of grace and it's mm-hmm. such a great way to say it is because this is where the body of Christ as seen at grace can come together and can intercede for the church and the Northeast. Mm. I've already seen prayers being answered. We've prayed for our children. We've prayed for our members. We've prayed for certain ministries that we're doing in the church. And I see those prayers answered. Mm. Uh, It's a great testimony to the Lord. Uh, And like I always say, I think it happens every time. I'm always surprised when I see an answered prayer and I shouldn't be, Uh, and we shouldn't be, Mm -hmm. and we should look for them because they happen day in and day Mm. out. Well, it's it's very encouraging to see and um, to see how that's transformed. Uh, Definitely, that, that that particular thing is transformed, but then how it transforms our congregation as well. Definitely. Um, okay, so I, I have uh, give me. So this is I'm going <laughs> to break up things. All right, all right. 
a little known fact about Jeremiah Thomas. Okay, the this may be more known. And, than, and if it, and if it said you were a UT cheerleader, I don't want to go there. <laughs> Give me something besides because everyone I think knows at this point that you were a UT cheerleader, varsity cheerleader. <laughs> go outside of that. Okay, a little known fact. Hmm, weren't expecting that for you. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, I am learning to play the banjo. Really? Uh, that is a little known fact. I, I am Kelly Douglas's ears just they that's just right. Yeah, up just, right huh? then. Did, did I just hear someone say banjo? Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, no. I I'm learning to play. Rebecca and I have a great love for bluegrass. I I like a different kind of bluegrass than she does. Okay. But uh, I'm I'm kind of old school mountain man style. Okay. But uh, I, I enjoy it all, and Rebecca does too. And so. You know, as we've kind of grown and to love and appreciate bluegrass, I think I just felt the desire to learn something that I could maybe continue to do throughout mm-hmm. my life, and yeah. so the, uh, that's what I've been trying to do. Very and nice. I, I'm not that good, but that's a little known. How fact. long have you been playing? Um, since May. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. Excited to hear you up front. Sometime soon. Um. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, just and I, I, I know that uh, we're we're getting close to our time, but. Um, as you, um, and I know this is a question you've asked to all the elders, yeah. um, as you see grace going forward um, in ministry to the North, Northeast Columbia, um, what do you see and what is your vision and your prayer for grace? Mm-hmm. I, I see, so this is, I think you said the same thing when you asked this question. I mm-hmm. wish you would have asked it first and given me the whole time to answer. And so I'll try and summarize it because I see a lot of things and I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Uh I see it, grace, the opportunity and the possibility and the reality for God to be glorified mightily mm-hmm. in the northeast of Columbia. Uh, my my vision is that we will own what we are doing more. So I spoke about this for our youth, right, to own what it is that we're doing, if it is biblical. And if it's not, we need to throw it out. Well, I think what we're doing with life groups and, and kind of deprogrammatizing, uh, taking away a lot of uh, a lot of the programs, it's not a bad thing. Uh, sometimes we can crave that, but this gives us the possibility to truly be a presence. Uh, and as we begin to try and define this and to move it forward positively, you know, we're not where we need to be. But we can be where we need to be very easily uh, if everyone begins to catch the vision of what life groups, for instance, can be. Um, you know, we have great fellowship on Sunday nights. But if I were to ask a question of people in life groups uh, who are attending, who have you called from your life group on Monday through Saturday? Mm. I think that we would probably all be a little disappointed in ourselves, including me. Yeah. And, and so as we're moving these things forward, yeah, I think we have a ways to go. Uh, I think that's a good thing to say. If we said that we had arrived, I think we would be wrong and we would also be in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so um, I get excited when I think about the future for grace. And, and I get excited because I think that what we're doing is glorifying to the Lord. And I think that as we move forward, we can be a mighty presence for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, my heart's beating faster just thinking about mm-hmm. it. I get so excited. Well, uh, Jeremiah, amen. And if there's... Uh... One thing I know about you, you 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 are excited, Vic. and uh, it's uh, that, <laughs> that is one thing that I appreciate about you fully yes. is uh, is your excitement for the Lord and your excitement for life in general too. Indeed. So it's uh, it's contagious, and uh, if you don't know Jeremiah, reach out to him. He's he's uh, he and Rebecca are um, just good folks that uh, that we're very thankful to have at Grace, mm-hmm. um, and uh, 
look forward to continue ministering with you to Northeast Columbia. Thank you for that, Kelly. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye.